All right, guys, welcome to episode three of Hunting, Fishing, and Faith podcast. I'm Bradley Greason. I got Jeremy, my co-host, over here with me, and uh, thanks for tuning in. So we got some a lot of cool topics we're going to cover today, at least personally what I think is cool. Um, but uh, So, Jeremy, you went fishing yesterday first. So let's, let's start off with that. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it was hot, but the fishing was hot, though, too. Yeah. Um, I only went for a couple hours. Um, I did some work at my hunting land in the morning. And then when I got home, my wife and kids was going skating or something like that. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just go fishing for a couple hours. You know, and I was back and forth because it was so hot. I mean, it was, I think it was like 95, 96 yesterday. That's how hot it was. Yeah, it I, was wasn't, I wasn't here. Oh, yeah, that's right. You was at went, the Braves went game. Went to a Braves game yesterday. But, um, yeah, it was it was really hot. And I tried to get, look at this, I tried to get like five people to go with me. Nobody and wanted to go. No, everybody's like, dude, it's way too hot. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But I, but it was weird. So I had like one of those feelings. I was just like, like I had confidence going into fishing yeah. yesterday. Even though it was going to be so hot, I was like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to catch something. And I'd send a Snapchat out yesterday. And I was like, I'm going. And if I catch one big one right away, I might just turn around and put it right back on the trailer. <laughs> you know, like, but I did. I went and caught, I think I caught six. Yeah, caught six, and I lost a seventh one uh, in a tree, broke off in a tree, and it felt like a pretty good one. Yeah. But um, caught I caught six, caught a couple good ones, and all that, so it was worth it. Two and a half hours out there yeah. in the heat of the day. Like, I got there a little after one. It's not bad at all. Yeah, and left at like 3.30, quarter to four. I get what were you fishing with? <laughs> now, I was, uh, I started out, um, I actually started out on a point throwing like a big shaky head and didn't get nothing there so i went down the lake and you know when i go out there to graham i try to like if i'm doing a quick thing i'll try to just start on one end you know because it's yeah. a small lake and then work my way back and if i can run into a pattern or something like that yeah. i can kind of hit it as i work my way back which i basically did that but i started at a point closer to the ramp and uh that i really like and then i was like all right well Let's go on down the lake. I went down the lake to this one uh, this one bank that I love to fish this time of year. I don't know why. It's not even like a crazy deep bank, but it's got a little bit of shade and some cover on it. And uh, I went right down and caught two fish just back to back. Just boom, boom. Those are the two better fish that I caught too. But And then I, from there, I kind of hit a couple more banks. Didn't really catch much. Caught – no, actually, I caught three fish right there. I take that back because what I did – as, as I was going down the bank, there's a little bit of like a, it's not even like a point. It's just kind of like a turn in the, on the bank. Yeah. And when I went around there, I marked some fish sitting off of it. So after I caught them two fish off the bank, I turned around and I threw that big shaky head off, uh, off the bank where I'd marked them fish and yeah. I caught one. There was like a, not, it wasn't a brush pile, but there was like a, there was some kind Something of structure like down there. But anyways, I caught one off of that, fished that for a little bit, nothing else. So. Then I moved on, hit a couple more points, hit a couple banks, caught a couple more fish, hit a few laydowns, caught some more fish, and broke one off. And then after that, I was like, all right, it's hot. I'm going Thank home. You. Like, mission accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> you a know? good day, definitely, this time of year. Yeah. That's, I'm terrible at fishing this time of year. And that's why I was asking you that, because I like to know, like to figure out what you're using yeah. and why you're doing but, things. Well, and back to my question, I didn't even tell you what I was using. I used big shaky head yeah. off the points, but flipping i used a texas rig yeah yeah way to go this time of year well yeah yep. we really have to we'll have to dive do an episode dive in on that soon oh yeah we will well i got 
in October, I got three weekends in a row where I got tournaments. So yeah, that'll be a good time yeah, we to can definitely cover cover what do you some do. Fall fishing, fall fishing, and yeah. even early fall when it's still hot. Yeah, for sure. I'm terrible at it. Once deer season starts, I usually don't really hit the water very often. <laughs> but yeah, so. but we got dove season starts Saturday. I think I'm gonna yeah. try to take the boys go do that. I took fun. them last year and they love that. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I'm ex- I don't know if I'm going to get to go this Saturday, but my wife might want to go. She'll be working all week, starts her job tomorrow, and so uh, she might want to take a break and try and go out and stuff, hunt if we can find a place to go. It's hard, it's hard, hard to find a place to hunt. It really hunt is. Well, and with it being a week before deer yeah. season starts, most people Nobody are like, Nobody don't uh-huh. want you to dove hunt yeah, deer spots. Exactly. But, but um, yeah, so you had a good uh, card pull this week, oh, yeah. though. I had, a, I had a real good card pull, at least for me. This, definitely for this time of year, I had – a well, the, of, the best one of the year yeah, for you so yeah, far. Yeah, so far, and, yeah. which is really early for that, too. So I was pretty pumped about it. Got a got a nice buck showed, showed up last Sunday morning and was in the corn pile for about 30 minutes and then left and then come back. and then Daylight, too. Yep, daylight, about 8.30 in the morning, and then come back at about 9.50. And so that was good. I don't – you're still on the, on the edge of being a shooter, but I didn't get great, good enough pictures to really decide that yet. So I'm going to kind of wait and see if he shows up opening day. If and, he walks in opening morning – and full velvet, I guarantee you won't be able oh, to yeah. not shoot him. Definitely, because Tanner's also going to be sitting with me, and he's our. Oh, he's going to go with you. Tanner's like, if he's in velvet on opening days, and you got to shoot him. Yeah. So I was like, well, I probably will, honestly, and he'd probably get him mounted too, just just for that sake. But he's not he's not a bad deer by any means. He's no, a, no. He's a, I don't even know how what he would score, but uh, uh, the pictures are so yeah, deceiving though too. Definitely with velvet on him, but yeah. he'd be big enough that I'd take him, but. We'll see. If if it don't happen in Velvet, he's probably definitely one that I'm going to try and save and see if he can make it till next yeah. year and if he'll stick around because that, that would be a good one. And then you had a, a great card pull. <laughs> Not. No, I had the worst card pull that I've had so far this year. But, you know, I had, you know I haven't been uh, running any bait yet, which I put some out yesterday. I finally put out some corn yesterday. I've just been running a couple of uh, mineral sites and – um, a couple of trails and stuff like that that I know that they use. But I only had one picture of that buck that I've been having, that real tall and tight buck. Yeah. Um, that's And, I mean, I had a couple of really small bucks, like some spikes and four-pointers and stuff like that, and then does and babies, of course. But that was about it. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you, because I was excited about it. Yeah. I was like, man, this one might be it. But It's still early, though. And oh, got, yeah. I mean, you got – you just put bait out, and that that does help a lot drawing them to your camera, right, for one. And then also, like we said, October is usually that month when we really start looking for expecting those deer to come. Yeah, October so, is my favorite time. Yeah, mine too. Honestly, I, I mean it's it. a pretty. I mean, it can be tough because you get like that lull. Yeah. You know, you hear about it the October lull, but I love, especially like the last two weeks of October. Yeah. I've had some of my best fun. But uh, yeah, but yesterday I did my carpool and i actually did a little bit of workout on the hunting land um you know i cleared i, I weed eated um a big it's more well, it's not a big field it's a very small field but it's uh it would grow up with grass and stuff like that yeah and so i we did a pretty good patch where i where my stand set up and i was going to set up some stands but that's a story for another day because yeah. that was and ants attack you and then... yeah 18 foot up in the tree i'm trying to take down a lockdown <laughs> And I can feel stuff crawling all over my arm. And, you know, I had my my yeah. arm was around the stand in the tree holding on. And so I'm trying to get the ratchet off with my other hand. 
and I can feel something crawling all over my arm. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I could feel something like little pricks. It wasn't yeah. like hurting. They yet, don't but, hurt, but they Yeah, and that, so I like swung back around the tree to the other side and looked at my arm, pulled my arm away. And I was like, oh, snap, that's not good. And I was like, Barry, I'm coming down. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, dude, I'm covered in ants. <laughs> so that stand got left there. Yeah. And then I forgot my other stand at home. So I didn't get any stands put up, but I got a place picked out. I got, I put out some bait, cleared some spots out, cut some limbs down. I did work, so this weekend I'm going to go out and put up my stands and get them ready. I can tell you, one thing I love about only having 20 acres to hunt is the preparation is so easy. I got, I mean, which I did it a couple weeks ago anyways, but I had to put my blind up, clear the shooting lane, put my corn out, made my mock scrape, and I did it all in about an hour and a half. And then I ain't had to touch it except just put some bait out there. Dude, I meant to make a scrape yesterday, and I forgot. So I'm going to do that next weekend. I think you should. Just see what happens. I just want to do it just this year just to see if the deer use it. Did you listen to the Whitetail Legacy podcast this week? No, I hadn't listened to it this week. Well, he talks – I forget who they're talking to on there, but he's talking to a guy, and he runs scrapes all year. Yeah, that's what Jeff Sturgis does too. That, that might have been – Was it Jeff Sturgis? It might have been. Whitetail uh, – what's the dude? Real deep voice. Maybe. I don't remember. From up north? He's in northern. Yeah. You can definitely tell he's, he's got that got, northern I think accent. his main properties are in, like, Michigan. And, yes. Yeah. I'm almost positive yeah. that's who it's it Whitetail Habitat Solutions is his company. Oh, and he's man. a big uh, – he, he goes around and helps people set up their hunting land for hunting. And so I thought he'll big-time consultant is what he does. I don't know. I, I didn't hear him talk about anything like that. I'll but, have to listen to it and see if that's who yeah, it is. Either way, that, that's, who, yeah. that's the reason why Anyways. I got mine is because of Jeff Sturgis because he said he runs them all year and he puts them at every single stand location. Yeah. Well, uh, and so – but I, from listening to that, I was like, I'm going to put one out and try yeah, it. I, just already, want, I did it this year. I mean, with just my 20 acres, I mean, I'm not doing it to draw deer in or anything. I just want to see how they react to it and yeah. if they start using it. And if it's something, you know, that you can make and, you know, have two locations and you have two scrapes or whatever and you want to try and hunt, definitely. I mean, just thought it'd be cool I just, just don't see. see that many scrapes until, like, the end of yeah. October. Now, that one, though, that I have at my house, mm-hmm. that I got that video of that real good buck two years ago. Yeah, that the was one a that year, I missed. Yeah, that was a yeah. year-round scrape because he hit that that's scrape. True. I have a video of him hitting in February. In February. Yep, that's so true. I think it, I think, I mean, it could work. Oh, see, yeah. I, just, I don't have much experience with that type of stuff, but definitely pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about – what we're going to do is kind of talk about – so there's four zones in North Carolina – and what's crazy about these zones is they are completely, completely different. different, and they all have different season yeah. um, as far as it's pretty much all the same gun season for the most part. Yeah. Or, or no, not, not gun season, sorry, season. but it's pretty much all the same deer season. Yeah. But the bow, and gun, muzzleloader is yeah. what is kind of different between them all. But um, so there's four zones. We got yeah, the well, east. Real quick. Yeah, what go we're going to break down in this, what, we, what we're trying to do here is we want to kind of, for people that aren't from North Carolina or maybe not even hunters in North Carolina that live here, kind of break it down what it's like hunting in North Carolina from a standpoint of, you know, if you were traveling out of state and you wanted to come Horton Air, hunt North Carolina, you'd kind of listen to this episode and you could kind of figure out, okay, this mm-hmm. is I need this is what I need to be prepared for. And you, you, so that's kind of our mindset here and because, you know, we've hunted North Carolina our whole life. I've never hunted out of state. And so I, this is all I know. But when you watch hunting videos and stuff like that, I mean, they're hunting in all over the place, and I have no idea what their deer season looks like. So we just want to kind of break that down, what it looks like, what deer season looks like in North Carolina from east to west across the whole state. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've and we both of us have yeah. hunted in every, every single, single zone of the state too. I've, so I've got the zones pulled up here too. So you've got yeah. a you've got a northeastern and southeastern deer season. So basically, just an eastern deer season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't tell you where those counties start and stop, but it's the east side of the state, basically down towards the beach. It's and from about Raleigh. Yeah, about Raleigh, yeah, Raleigh east. east. Yep. And that, I mean that that archery season starts September 11th, which all archery seasons across the state are going to start September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes to October 1st. And then black powder comes in for two weeks on the second, and cut goes out the fifteenth. And then gun comes in October sixteenth, yeah. which is early. And then you get to the central deer season, which, which is where is we're we, at. Yeah, where uh, we hunt. And it comes in bow season comes in September eleventh and goes to October 29th. And then you have black powder from October thirtieth to November twelfth, and then gun season November thirteenth through January first. Yep. And then northwestern is. Pretty much almost the same. Yeah, they normally are pretty close. To their, the um, their archery season goes a week longer than ours does. It goes to November 5th, and then their black powder comes in November 6th, and then gun season comes in November 20th. And then uh, West, So their gun season yeah. was, is a week shorter. Yeah. Their bow season's a, a week longer. Yeah, bow season's a week and longer. Their, and their, their gun, gun season's, season's okay. Yeah. And then western deer season's where it gets real crazy because you have yeah. bow season come in September 11th, and it goes to October 3rd, and then – October 4th through the 16th is black powder. And then bow season comes back in October 17th through November 21st. And then you have gun season from November 22nd to December 11th. And then you have bow season come back in from December 12th to January 1st. And it's antlered deer only in that last bow season. So are they letting you kill does during gun season this year? I can tell you that right here. Because you you got three different. You have four different or five different doe seasons so in the western deer the uh western the western one's the only one that's like that where it's antlered and non-antlered antlered. -antlered. everywhere else you can kill either one yep either one you get you get when you buy tags in north carolina you're going to get two buck tags and four doe tags and you can use those tags anywhere or or, well you well you're six tags six tags and two of those can can be buck tags but they also could be does you could kill six does there's two either sex which is a ton of deer for compared to most states yeah Oh, yeah. um, and you used to be able to buy as many doe tags as you wanted. I don't yeah, think they they're just cut that out. I think the year yeah. before last. But so, but yeah, in the western season, like you have different. You have an introdu- introductory um, either sex season. So that's like for certain counties, it's introductory, and you can kill. What is it? Actually, doesn't tell me what introductory is. But that just mean basically means you have a doe day. I think is what day. that means. Okay. And then you have a conservative season in in another another number of counties in the western. And that means you have a week-long doe season. Oh, yeah, because the county, yeah. the, even in that western zone, there's counties yeah. that you can only do certain yeah. things. I forgot about that. And so, that. like, my that's, grandpa, that's, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. If you're crazy. going to hunt the mountains, you just got to have to research that. Yeah. We could sit here and talk about the rules and regulations yep. on that. But, like, my grandparents' farm is in Mitchell County, and they have a conservative, inter, uh, conservative either-sex season, which means for the first week of gun season, you can shoot doe. That okay. first week. See, it used to not. It be It used that to be way. the last week. Yeah. When it used to only be and three to, days. Yeah. And now it's and now it's a week long, I believe. Yep. And then you have a moderate season. I don't know what that means. And then you have a maximum season, which means you can shoot those no matter what in those counties. Which mm-hmm. there's not really a county. It's literally all counties. It says all counties in Buncombe County, east of N91, north NC191. But it's so that one's just got like boundaries that you can kill does in, and then no go. There's no season, so there's no, you can't kill any does in these other than the other 
like five last five counties. So that's just crazy when it comes to doe season. So usually when you go to the mountains, you're mainly just hunting horns unless you're in bow season. Yeah. Bow season, you can pretty much kill doe in just about any other counties. Yeah. I'm guessing, to be honest with you, I don't know. I really only know about Mitchell County because that's the only place I've, yeah. I've hunted deer Yeah, me in. too. I've hunted in other counties but not deer hunted. But yeah. So anyways, we're going to kind of tell you about uh, what it's like hunting in you know each of the four zones here in North Carolina and we'd like for y'all to you know give us some feedback and let us know like wherever whatever state it is that you, that you hunt or you what know zone you hunt in yeah North or Carolina. if you hunt in a different zone in North Carolina or a different state let us know how it's set up in your state and all that stuff. Um, if you like it or dislike it, if you agree with it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's one thing. Like with the conservative doe season up in my grandparents' farm, I I don't agree with that because you go no. to their farm and there's millions and millions yeah. of does. And there's, millions. I mean, the buck to doe ratio is out of whack. Millions. millions. There's Plus, millions I mean, of it does. seems like there's millions, okay? You can go out into a field and, and oh, yeah. see them at night as it's yeah, falling, yeah. getting dark. You can count oh, 30 yeah. of them in a field. Yeah. No, so, that's I mean, true. That, but, um, but yeah, and so you know, a great way for y'all to get in touch with us is a our um, email, which is attached to in the description of the podcast. But then also, we now have a Twitter account and um, an Instagram account as as well as a Facebook page too. Um, so you can go there and uh, you know let us know and uh, kind of follow us along. We've been kind of starting to post pictures because we just started the uh, the social media accounts here what this past week. Yeah, this past week. So we're just now starting to you know kind of incorporate our pictures and stuff like that, so you can kind of follow us along and follow you know kind of what we're talking about and and you know and and our camera pulls. We'll, we'll post some pictures yeah. of the deer that we're um, getting on cameras, and then obviously if we kill and our oh, sits yeah. and all that kind of stuff and fishing pictures and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, great great way to stay with us, you know, to um, be along with us, even just outside of the listening to the podcast. But um, we'll link those um, below in the description as well. But um, I mean, you wanna? I guess let's go from east east, east to west. west. All right. Yeah. So we'll start um, with the eastern season hunt. What it's like hunting. Now we don't have. I'll go ahead and preface this. We don't have a lot of experience hunting in the east and the northwestern um, zones. Um, my main, I mainly hunt here in the central zone and then my grandparents farm up in the western zone, but mainly only in Mitchell County. So that, but we'll start. So I lived down in, at the beach down in Moorhead city for almost two years when I was going to school, um, fiberglass school. And so I, I tried to do some hunting down there. I, there's a huge national forest called the Croatan national forest. It's, uh, big big public land out there and it literally backs up to moorhead city so mm. i mean it's right there. i mean literally from where i lived i was two miles from it and it's and got it, all all wildlife there oh right? yeah i mean turkeys deer bears Bear. everything yeah and so i tried to, to still hunt down there a lot but the thing about the eastern zone is you can run dogs yeah and most people in, like, in most of yeah the eastern most zone. of the eastern zone i mean there's yeah. one county in the central zone you can actually run dogs yep. Casual but county. that's that's the only county but so when you're trying to still hunt public land in the eastern zone, I found it very hard to find a spot where I wasn't getting run over by dogs. I hunted probably four times in that one deer season. Yeah, I was down there for one and a half deer seasons. And the, one, the first deer season, I was like, I'm going to try and hunt at this public land here. And I would go, and every time 
deer would come running through my spot. Deer come dogs <laughs> right behind them. Oh yeah. So I would just get out of there. So that I was not successful at all in there. And then I did start try some turkey hunting down there and stuff too. But and it wasn't. I didn't know much. Don't know much about turkey hunting anyways. And so yeah. and I didn't. Put, I was more into the saltwater fishing down there than I was anything else. That's right. But so that was that's my experience with the eastern zone. Now I did see some bears driving through the the Croatan down there. Off one day I was leaving after getting run over by some dogs. And a bear run out in front of my car, in in that. So that was pretty cool because I've never I've never bear hunted. Yeah, but I haven't bear hunted. Either. A lot of people down there bear hunting, and a lot of people up in the mountains bear hunting. Most of the people they run dogs for yeah. them though. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that I think that people are allowed to do here in North Carolina. Let's say that they don't get to as much in the other states as run deer with dogs and run bear with dogs and run bear with dogs. Yeah. Um. And if you ever come to North Carolina or if you ever moved to North Carolina, there is a huge argument between Debate, dog yeah. hunters and steel hunters, hunters. Which, I mean, it's to each his own. If you want to run dogs, you run dogs. We man drive, so, I mean, it's about yeah, the same exactly. concept. Well, so, and then that's my experience in the eastern zone yeah. is actually dog hunting. Yeah. Which I've only done it once, but um, dude, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's fun. fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, but we uh, – yeah, I went down last year with, um, I got a couple of buddies from here, you know, uh, Chris and Brandon and all them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're part of a hunting club uh, down east, and that's what they do is run dogs. They have um, some big leases down there with their hunting club, but um, but yeah, I went down there and uh, actually killed a deer um, dog hunting. That's, I mean, dude, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's actually fun. It's actually really cool to listen to the dogs. That's one thing Run. I love dogs working. Anyways, like I've, yeah. I've we've done some bird hunting, yeah. grouse hunting up yep. in Wisconsin. Yeah, that is one place I have hunted out of state. I guess. Oh yeah, grouse me hunting too. Wisconsin. I yeah, we both that. went the same time, yeah. didn't we? And but watching a dog work that's trained to do something like that is one of the most amazing things. Yeah, do. but you know, it's the difference. What What's crazy is the the land. It's yeah. completely different mm-hmm. than even here, and we're. Now you know, it's pine trees. yeah, exactly. It's eastern zone and then central zone, which is where we live yeah. and where we mostly hunt. But the difference is crazy because it's it's pine trees, like you said, yeah. sandy ground, yeah. flat for the most and part. You might have a little bit of hills, yeah. but it's and mostly flat. Most of it too. What I found, I mean, every once in a while you'll find some areas that have some real old pine trees, but most of it are going to be just real thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh that's, yeah, that's why I think they run dogs is because it's oh, it's yeah. hard to steal swamp hunt. land. Yeah. There's tons of swamp land. All that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's the difference. I also still hunted with them when I went down yeah. there, too. Um, yeah, that, that's the – when I was living down there, I had some friends in school that they hunted, and they still hunted. But in order to still hunt, they would tell you themselves, like, if you're going to still hunt in the eastern zone, you're going to have to be a part of a hunting club or have your own hunting land. Yeah. But it's about near impossible to find hunting land because there's not Yeah. Much. Well, there's – there's well, and also down east is huge farms. Yeah. And when I say huge farms, huge farms for North Carolina. Yeah. The bigger farms in North Carolina are down east. Yeah. Um, and they're, I don't even know, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you acreage wise yeah, what know. they are like. But I know there's a huge, like 5,000 acre pig farm in Beaufort. It's yeah. one of the biggest pig farms in the nation. But <laughs> that's about it. But yeah, I mean, there's some big farms down there. So there's big tracts of land down there yeah. and stuff like that too. But most of the time hunting clubs are, right, yeah, have, or have leased them out and stuff like that. But, um. So we don't really have that much experience no. down east. You know, most of our experience is here in the central 
But there um, is there is some good hunting down east. There's oh, yeah. been some big deer. Big deer. Definitely as you yep. start to move closer to the to, central zone, yep. you get into like yep. Johnson County and stuff like that. There's some big deer killed there every year. And there's tons of deer down yeah, there. Oh, yeah. You drive to the beach, and you get to, like, Goldsboro and Kinston, oh, yeah. and you go through all those big farms, and you can oh, see yeah. deer any time of day. Oh, yeah. And turkeys. Yep. Turkeys out the wazoo. But, That's um, the thing about the Croatan National Forest. It's the number one turkey-producing public land in North Carolina. Is it real? I yeah. did not know that. That's pretty cool. But, um, you know, we have most of our experience in the central. Um, and so it's – you ha- you have a good mixture. It, it you get some pretty good hills. Yep. We're, we're we're pretty we're pretty hilly around yep. here. Um, then you have farmland. It's mostly clay dirt yep. for the most part here. The, if you get a little bit towards Raleigh, it starts to kind of get a little sandier. Sandy. But here is mostly clay um, and stuff. But there's some pretty decent farms. There's a lot of hardwoods. Yeah, a ton of hardwoods. A lot of hardwoods. A bunch of um, big blocks of timber too. Yeah. Like of hard even, timber, yeah, yeah. Hard, hardwood timber, which you, all your big blocks down at the beach are mainly going to be pine trees. You have yeah. a hard time finding yeah. an acorn uh, oak tree down at the yeah. beach. Or down but if you that. can find one, yeah, that's, that's where you be. might want to be. Now, and that's the thing, too. Like, when I talk about the eastern zone, I think of the beach, but I always forget that the eastern zone does expand to, like, Raleigh. What's the biggest zone I think that there is? Yeah. So but so there's there's a lot of different types of hunting in that eastern zone but what when i specifically think of it i think of it the one year i literally lived on the coast three miles from the ocean would you say that there's more public land to hunt in the eastern or in the western it's probably about the same the two biggest plots of public land one's in one's down east and one's up in the mountains which is the pisgah Pisgah. yeah Yeah. and i don't know size wise which one's bigger but they're both huge Hmm. well so back to the central though yeah um you know, we, most of the people, well, for the most part, we can't run dogs here. No. There's only a couple of counties that you can. Caswell, Person. Yeah. Um, that might be it. Maybe. That's all I know of, but there's. There might be a couple, two, three of yeah. them that you can. Maybe even when you get down towards the south end of the central zone. But, anyway, so most everybody here still hunts. Or um, you have people that man drive towards the end of the year and stuff like that. But still hunting is pretty much what goes on. Hmm. In the central, um, the bigger deer for the most part, I'm not going to say all, but yeah. for the most part are killed right here in the, the central, central zone. zone. Um, and you don't have, you have good pieces of land, you know, couple, you'll, you'll find an occasional 500 yeah. acre piece and stuff like that. But most of most the of land around here, 100 acres or less, yep, is what and most people have. You'll find a hunt. lot of guys that are hunting 20 and less, you know, I mean, that's oh, yeah. a lot of my oh, friends yeah. growing up, we hunted five acres behind our parents house and stuff oh, like yeah. that and that's and that's how a lot of people in the central but there's deer everywhere here in the central zone and it's oh yeah and it backs i mean your five acres could back up to a 400 acre farm or a yeah. hundred acre farm and deer are constantly moving so i mean it's it's very easy to hunt a small piece but there's also a lot more um people yeah a ton more people. Uh, capita per capita area whatever it's called i'm not good at that stuff but yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah uh, land versus people is a lot more there's a lot more people here in the central so it's a lot more broken up yeah. i guess would be a better way to put it and then um i mean i don't know what, what would you want to say about it? i mean we know when i think of hunting in the central i think of like a lot of what you see on hunting shows and stuff like i see that you see that it's very similar it's very to similar to you're what right we hunt. yeah it's just not as big of 
like it's the same land, but it's not owned by the same guy. So yeah. you go out in the Midwest, and you might have a guy that owns two thousand acres, mm-hmm. and we'll still have that same. I mean, we have a plot of land that looks almost. I mean, it could look identical to that, but it's going to be owned by a hundred different people. Yeah, and that that's the biggest thing is it's a lot more people, like you said, and a yeah. lot, it's all broken up. I mean, even the farmers that we know, like Rob, you know, yeah. he farms how many acres at yeah, exactly. hundreds of acres he farms, but it's he farms all over the county. I mean, yeah, he. he leases a whole bunch of it and yeah. he has to go to all over the places to get that land he doesn't have it all in one spot which is what a lot of people here yeah. actually have to do is if it's re- <laughs> it's really hard to find your own right. private piece yeah. of hunting land here you either gotta a own it yeah b family land yeah or c lease it yeah or know somebody really well that'll let you hunt it, it like rob with yeah. me um you know, we've and, both gotten lucky in a sense of like not having to lease. We got permission pieces, which is really yeah, hard to come by. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because like, the guy that owns the land right behind my house, I didn't know him from Adam. I just moved in beside him and asked him to hunt. He's like, "Yeah, sure, everybody's hunting." Yeah. And that doesn't happen often. No, no, you, not most at of the time. All. Like even you find five acres and somebody's probably hunting it. Either that, and it's either somebody's hunting it, or the reason why nobody's hunting it is because they don't allow anybody yeah. to hunt yeah. it. Uh, but then, then you move to the western. Yeah, we'll which, start with the northwestern. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I had some experience up that, there. Yep, we have done some hunting. That's where, like, if anybody knows us personally, you know, that's where we got into trying to film our hunts. Yeah, in the northwestern. It is. It is. So, I didn't even there, think about that. That's when you, right. When you were living in Boone. Yeah, with Trevor and all that. So, I'm. I moved up to my wife. She went to App, and I moved up there, following her around, and uh, I ended up. Um, becoming good friends with, uh, at the time, her roommate's boyfriend. And anyways, we he loves to hunt and all that stuff. Well, his family had a, a small farm. And so he was like, dude, come hunt with me. And uh, up there, it's mountains. Yeah. But it is so similar to here. Yeah, it is. It, it It's just mountain terrain. Yeah. But it's pretty much the same hunting because it's still pretty, pretty it's, compact with yeah. people. And stuff like that, but and there's still a ton of deer. Yeah, there's some good deer up there too. Yeah, there is. Um, you don't hear. I don't hear much about the northwestern season a lot. Well, it's a, it's the, the smallest. Yeah, it's it the smallest uh, zone. It's, yeah, it's basically right around Boone. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and so yeah, up there it's um I think Wilkes County, yeah. like Wilkesboro and all that. I think yeah. it's part of that too. Which there's some, there's which some, is foothills. Yeah, I've done some, right before you get done some up work, into the mountains. Like, on my day job in Wilkes, and it's some beautiful country. Yeah, I love driving through Wilkesboro yeah. and all that stuff. But up there, it was a lot of oak trees. There's, there's, a, um, you know, a lot of hardwoods and a lot of. There's still some small farms and yeah. stuff like that, crop farms, stuff like that. And so, you know, it, you know, drive down 421. Yeah. You know, it, it's not much different than driving down 87 here. Yeah. I mean, really, you're gonna see a lot of the same stuff. It's just, just a little bit more hilly. A little bit more healy yeah, as you go up. Exactly. And then once you get up into the mountains, it's mountain terrain. Which mountain terrain? I'm not. I'm not really a huge fan of it. It's hard to hunt. It's it is really hard to hunt. Hard to hunt. And yeah. It, it's hard to hunt effectively, but it can be done. But you just and that's where it makes it different. Yeah. It looks the yeah. same, but it's different it because be, the deer yeah. react different. Yep. They move different mm-hmm. through, like, the ridges and the, you know, the valleys and all that yeah. kind of stuff and all that. So, that is that is probably the main difference yeah. would be my... And the wind is it's, it's a lot different in the there's, and Well, it's a lot windier. Yeah, a lot windier. There. And 
you have you have to really more pay attention to thermals. Yep. Um, yep. Because you're yep. gonna you're in the mountains, so you're gonna have those more. But, yeah, for sure. And then the western, we both have a good amount of experience. Yeah. That's where mainly we, on one property in the western. In but County, but it's a but big it's, it's a big property. What six hundred acres? Yeah, it's about. I think he owns four hundred acres. But at one time when we were growing up and we had first started hunting it, he had leased up to a thousand acres. Yeah. And we were able to hunt all that he had leased most of it. And Which so, most of the time for us it was, we would go up maybe. When you were in school. Yeah, we'd go up the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, which yeah. was the first week of gun season, and we would hunt till that Saturday. And for years and years and years, that's what we did. That was my first well, introduction. Let's do this, hunting. because I don't even know if we've, if we've mentioned this. Like, me and Bradley, were brother-in-laws. I married his sister. Yep. So that's how, when he talks about going to his grandpa's land, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there for yep. thanksgiving but that's why because I, we were family pretty yeah much. yeah exactly i was since high school yeah exactly yeah. so i've been going up there now for 13 years yeah, i think something like that yeah so you know and it's and it's so much fun it is so much fun because what we do is the whole family's up there i mean you're yeah. talking 40 people yeah it's about it's a big 40 people crammed into about that. three houses yeah and there's a bunch of cousins that are all around the same age and all the guys What's, that's what we do is we get up and go hunt get up go hunting come back eat breakfast talk about everything eat lunch because you can't talk to each other on phones because no, there ain't, ain't no service, service. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we you know it's funny because you'll hear a gunshot and you'll be like oh, oh was that i wonder if that was josh yeah or, yeah exactly and, but you gotta wait until everybody gets <laughs> yeah. back to find out usually it never was we never no. we don't have not killed much up there no i've killed here, you've probably I killed, killed the most or at least wounded the most well i killed <laughs> that that eight pointer. That's the last year I killed up there. That was what two, three years ago. Yeah, something like that. And then I killed the first year up there. I killed that spike. Yeah, because it, then it, when gun season came in, it was buck only. But only. So yeah. it, it makes it really hard because you're literally all you can shoot is a buck. Yeah. And at that time, we didn't care. Yeah. And if, also, if like we seen it had a horn on its head, yeah. somebody was pulling and the trigger. The thing about the people that live there too is they don't care. They're oh, not yeah. about like oh, let's manage and get. Well, because most of them are all farmers. They're, they're all farmers, and they eat the deer, and they're like, yep. whatever we see. So, yep. I mean, there's been plenty of times you'll be driving down the road, and there'll be a dude walking this, on the side of the road. He's like, yeah, I saw a spike up there. I'm trying yep. to see him come back out, so I'm yep. shooting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of times. And, I mean, that's, they're just hunting for meat. And it, it's different. It's different mindset up there, which is really cool. But what is well, cool? It's, it's around around your grandpa's farm, Yeah, that area, that whole town, you know, Bakersville and yeah. Mitchell County, period, is a very – old school county oh yeah there's a lot of old folk up yeah. there there's a lot of farmland it's old land that's what's there life is slow it's very slow yeah and so that's why up there everybody and that's the thing if you shot a deer and it went over on the neighbor's property you just walk over there you don't even have to ask no <laughs> i mean you're supposed to but but yeah i mean like well when i killed that eight pointer yeah you know i was right there in the gate mm-hmm. and I was I downloaded it up, you know. I mean, I was on yeah. our property and all that stuff. Everything. I mean, I was doing everything yeah. legal, but um, because I killed it early. I killed it at like one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I loaded up was fixing to leave, and here come a four wheeler up the trail to hunt the property beside yeah. us. And he was like, "Man, did you just kill that?" It's <laughs> like, yeah, man. And we sat there talked for thirty minutes yeah. about hunting and all that stuff. You know, I mean, it, that's just the way it is. Everybody. Even if you don't know the person, it's 
like when you go up to talk to them, it's like you know them. Oh yeah. It's so everybody's so close knit, and everybody knows your grandparents because your oh, grand yeah, they're, they're farm patriarchs up there. Yeah, and your farm's yeah. been up there. Our family farm, like their motto is 200 years of freshness because it's been in the family for mm-hmm. over 200 years now at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they so everybody knows who the Harolds are. Yeah, the, na- the roads named after them. Yeah, Harold Hill Road. Yep. So, <clears throat> well, and what's funny is like when I was when we were going to Haywood. And yeah. you had done move back, I think. But yeah. I was living in a little bitty apartment. It was like a, a building with like four apartments yeah. in it. And I was on the bottom. I was the only one even living in the apartment. Yeah. And then a dude moved in right above me. I got to talk to him. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Mitchell County. He was like, I was like, oh, yeah, where? He was like, oh, probably nowhere you ever heard of, you know. And then he was like, I was like, well, where? I'm like, I, I, I've been up in Mitchell County quite a bit. I'm like, where? Where's it at? He was like, oh, little bitty town called Red Hill. I was like, I know exactly where that is. He's like, he looked at me like, no, like, there's no way. And I was like, yeah, I know exactly where it is. I'm like, do you know, do you know uh, the Harolds? He was like, yeah, I live right down the road yeah. from him. I'm like, well, that's my wife's grandparents. Yeah. And so, you know. It's great. When we were in Wisconsin hunting, remember that? Yes. We were driving my grandpa's truck because we drove his truck up there, and he was driving. I don't even know what he was. We no, we him. drove the Jeep. He drove his truck. Yeah, but we were driving his truck this day through the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, some dude stopped us in Wisconsin, and they're like, that's Doug Harrell's truck. And who are you? <laughs> and we're like, where's grandchildren? In Wisconsin, 24 yeah. hours away from home. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, but what makes it so, there's, there is, well, in areas, there's tons of deer because that's your grandparents. Yeah, there's a ton of there's deer. A ton now of down deer. in Haywood, where yep. we went to school, there wasn't much. There, did we seen what? Maybe two deer. Yep, in the year that we lived there. Yeah, but it's starting to grow. The population's growing there. Which, if you, that's why they do the the bucks only and stuff yeah. to grow that population. Yep. And it is working. But then you have yeah. places like my grandpa's farm where it's 600 acres, and literally my family's the only one that really hunts it. Yeah. And so you only kill so many deer off of that thing. And now my grandpa, he used to when he was really big into farming that land have he had had doe tags so he could kill 50 does throughout the summer yeah. um those farming he tags. had what the deprivation permit yeah, or whatever like and so we would do that during summers which was always really fun but it didn't help i mean still to this day there's tons of does up there but you go a county down south or south you know county south of that and you don't find that so that's why it's weird because they have to make the zones you know yeah and most of that zone too is mountain yeah mountainers mountain terrain it's like big it's up tall, and like down tall mountains too for, yeah. for us it's not like obviously not like the rockies or nothing but yeah the, the highest point mitchell uh, mount mitchell it's the highest point in the appalachians it's right there mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's some pretty tough terrain it's really hard to hunt really hard it, I mean, it is you i remember i almost hunt. grew up during turkey season one time from walking yeah yeah it's ridiculous i got up early that morning to um to go up behind daddy d's house Dude, it's straight. Oh yeah, up straight right up. There. And I was like, oh, if I get up there on that ridge, it'll be perfect. And walking up there, I literally almost threw up. Yeah. But got up there though, and I heard like five different. Yeah, turkeys. that's the didn't great, get to see it's none. It's a great spot. But, and that's the thing too about hunting in the mountains is if you can get on top of the mountain, you'll be good. And if you can get in the valley, you know you'll see deer. And those, you obviously they got to travel up and down, so you, they'll have, mm-hmm. you'll have trails and stuff. But that's usually I usually try and stick to the fields that are you know down lower because they're easy to get to. And, yeah. But that also like. That's why I ever think I don't, I don't think I've ever killed a buck up there, and I've killed some does during. Yeah, I've never killed a buck. I haven't killed one up there. I've had a chance to kill some, definitely over the past couple of years. That's yeah, I've gotten yeah, better yeah. hunting and, and figured some things out. But 
I've never killed a buck up there. I've, I've watched my dad. killed two. I've watched my dad kill quite a few. That was how I got into hunting. Was going hunting with him up there, and he killed he killed some bucks. But, I, I've only killed them two yeah. bucks. That's now hard. That I, I mean, about it. now I mean, with it only being, you know, buck season up there, it, seeing bucks is hard. Yeah. So it's it's a hard, and when you only have three days to do it, yeah. it's one of those things. Like we talked in the very first episode, it's, it's you get there and you're like, hey. Papa, where are the deer at? And yeah. he'll tell you a spot, and you go sit. Yeah. And so, like, you're just going to hunt to hunt. You're not really expecting. Like, I'm, you're not trying to pattern well, we, the deer. Well, just we don't have time to go scout yeah. or not. But when we were hunting, when you were going to Mars Hill. Oh, yeah. And that was. Like, when I went up there with you that yeah. weekend. But you were hunting there almost every and weekend. Almost, yeah, I was during hunting there three seasons. times a week. Yeah. And almost dropped, almost flunked out of school because of that. Yeah, and uh, I got on some big. Uh, I got on a nice eight. Yeah, point, at least back in the day, nice eight pointer for me yeah. for college age, Bradley. But um, spooked him before I got a shot because me being scared of the dark, I was like, I'm gonna leave five minutes before it got completely dark. And I op- unzipped my blind, and he was standing sixty yards to my right, and I couldn't see him out of the blind. <laughs> and that was the closest I think I've ever gotten to killing a, a buck up there. Oh, what's crazy is the deer up there. Which is what's another thing that I think is different between there and here is they don't see people as much as they like down here. If you see a deer, it's so weird. I, dude, I would take this to my grave. If you're wearing camouflage and you see a deer, it will run almost instantly. If you're wearing regular clothes, it it sees you, it stands there and looks at you like, what are you about to do? Yeah. And I mean, then eventually it'll run. But see, up there, it's almost like they're like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? They're curious. What is that? Because I killed, that eight-point I killed at five yeah. yards with my yeah. rifle <laughs> sitting on the ground. Yeah. And that's what we do a lot up there, too. Just sit on the ground. Just sitting on the ground and all that stuff. But there's a lot of public land up there. There is. There's, not in Mitchell. Well, technically, yeah. where up, it backs, the Pishka backs up to my grandparents' farm. On the yeah, back, on the mountain. On the big mountain. So, it's in there. but it's Which, that's and, my favorite place yeah. to hunt. But that's where... So here's another thing: is up there, you again have bears, yeah, all that stuff. There's not really. There are some bears here in Central, and Alamance County is very, very rare. But you get to Caswell, Caswell, there's some bears. Chatham County, there's some bears, which is the county below and the county above us, and then Guilford County's gotten a couple of bears hanging out and stuff like that. So I mean, like, and that's the thing is back, you know, 15 years ago. You didn't really hear no. that many people seeing bears, but now it's getting pre- well. They just remember it was only a couple of years ago they put into where you can buy your bear tag for here now. Yeah, you didn't used to be able to kill a bear yeah. bear in the central, but now you can. Yeah, and um, all that, but there's bears in in the western, which they run dogs for bears in, for the most part in the western yeah. and the eastern zone. Um, but because Austin, he's big into bear hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, well, here's another thing too that's big up there is rabbit hunting. Yeah, because of really the Christmas tree farms. Yeah. There's tons and tons all the way up and down the so the northwest and the western zones are full. Which that's what that's used what to my be, grandparents' farm used to be. Yeah, used they to were be a tobacco the, farm, a dairy farm, and then a Christmas tree farm, and now they're yep. just a farm, cattle farm. Yeah, cattle farm. Yeah, beef cattle. But yeah, so I mean, I wish. It wasn't three and a half hours away. I know. I would be there trying. I mean, with, with having the amount of land that's up there that we have access yeah. to hunt, 
it would be fun to try and break it down. But, I mean, you'd have to have a – which, I mean, they got a six-wheeler, a Polaris Ranger mm-hmm. six-wheeler up there that you can get around on. But you got to have something like that to come oh, around. Yeah. And there's logging trails everywhere. So, I mean, yeah. you, there's access to all these places. But you, if you're walking it, it's it's a brutal. It's brutal, yeah. Terrible. Especially you with, on crutches yeah. and all that stuff. Which but, like, like, that's what makes it so frustrating, I think. Like, it's so much fun because it's a new place yeah. to hunt and all that stuff. But, like, I get so frustrated because I'm like, man – I don't have the time because that's my put, favorite part is yeah, trying to figure it out, out the and then getting in the spot yeah. to try to kill something. But the one thing that I've noticed too, as like, I mean, I still go, we still go up there every so often, not as much as we used to. We still go up there for Thanksgiving, but with our families getting as big, we're not doing Thanksgiving on the farm anymore. Yeah. So it makes it difficult to hunt. Now, how many people you think would you say? Because because now all the cousins are yeah, married and have, have kids. kids. So everybody showed up. You're pushing 68 to 80 people. Oh, I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can't really do that in a tiny little farmhouse on the farm anymore. But golly, I remember yeah. like when when I first started dating your yeah. sister, we would pack in. Yeah. Because that's when Daddy D yeah. and Grandmother were still alive. Yep. So we couldn't use their house. Yep. And we'd pack all of my grandparents' house oh my and then gosh. one one house. You're it's literally like, talking 30 people mm-hmm. in a farmhouse. We'd, I mean, we would sleep in the kitchen floor sometimes. Oh, yeah. Just throw out sleeping bags in the kitchen floor. Golly, that was so much fun. We were, golly, we had so much fun doing that. His, it was deer camp. Like, it's the epitome oh, of deer camp yeah. that, we, that week of Thanksgiving. For, for all us the, guys. Yeah. All for guys, me, you, Austin, Definitely all of us Tanner, guys. Like Jordan, Josh, yeah. the six of us. And then even Jason and your yep. dad too. They got in it, and then my uncles usually did yep. it on the other yep. my mom's yep. brothers. So it was it was a lot of fun. Pretty much but, all the guys that was what that were old enough to basically hunt on your own. That's what we did. Yeah, and there was enough land to do it too. Oh yeah, you spread out, yeah. and we would double up a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, a lot of because because yeah. that was the thing too is, you know. We don't get to see those people yep. that side of the family that much because we're all spread out all over the state, all over and the so, country. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Uncle Big and all that's yeah, in Arizona. Arizona. So, you know, when Thanksgiving is a big ordeal for for our family because everybody, it's when you get to hang out with everybody, yep. and so you know. We want to hunt, but at the same time, we're like, we want to hang out with, like... Yeah, so we'd always go together. Yeah, we'd always... I always made a joke. Me and Josh, my cousin, we were always the ones that hunted together. And we went literally four years without seeing a single deer <laughs> because we goofed off so much oh, in the deer yeah. stand. I, I can still tell you, this, like, I remember the hunt we first saw deer together. And it was a hunt we decided we were going to sit all day long in this one stand up on the end of place. And we had four does come through right at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, see, that's another thing up there, too is you know here you have people that do all day sits and stuff like that but not very much but up yeah. there that's a place that you can sit oh, all yeah. day and see, see a deer, deer all day all day because it's so remote yeah. and you know? like what always worked out too is like rut in north carolina it's, it's mainly the same across the whole state but yeah, in the mountains the it can part. be a little bit delayed mm-hmm. so like you know usually around thanksgiving we're it's kinda, usually hot and heavy. yeah up there it's pretty good yeah. So that was you because usually all day. here in the central, um, it's pretty much the mid November. Yeah, the rifle season. Yeah. When rifle season kicks in, the tail end of well now that muzzleloader yeah. is two weeks, but the tail end of muzzleloader and November, rifle season. First fifteen days of November, yeah. pretty much is your which is pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But but for some reason in up the there is usually a week or two behind. Yeah. But. But what I was saying though, with going up there, as I've noticed, as I've gotten older, and the times I do go up there. I, do, I spend more time scouting than yeah. actually hunting. And like last last October, I went up there for a wedding, my one of my cousin's weddings, and I didn't hunt, but 
I found some awesome bucks on and that I can guarantee you if I get to go hunting this year, I'm probably going to go set up on it. Whether, I mean, I know it's last year's sign and stuff, but it's just, you know, it's the best intel that I got at this point. Well, when I killed that eight pointer up on the mountain, I, the first day I took my climber and I went up there and walked around. Like I got up there at like lunchtime and I walked around for, dude, didn't we go out the night? Because we always get there late at night. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, didn't we go out that night when we got there? I think we put out corn. Probably. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. I was like, look, we'll just put out corn here because I can always just come back to right here. I know this is a good yep. spot. Well, but then the next day, the next morning, I went out there and hunted and didn't see. I might. I think I seen a couple does or something like that. But then, like, mid-morning, I got up and I walked. Yeah. Quite a bit and scouted. I took that time to scout and I found good trails, good rubs, all that stuff. And I found me a spot that I could still kind of like look down, you know, from the ridge yeah. down to that valley to the corn pile, but see the trails where there was yeah. some. I found some big rubs and yeah. stuff like that. And so I knew I was in a good area. And then that afternoon, I, I shot that buck. He just walked right in front of you. No, 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 not that one. That one, You're different. Oh, the one the, that at the corner. Yeah, come to the corn pile and we and followed we, a great yeah, blood trail for like three hundred yards, never and then found him. Yeah, never found him. And then the, the next hunt. Well, no, no, no. It was like two days later, because that was like the first. That was yeah, literally yeah. like the first day, because we usually get there on Tuesday night yep. when we stay through Saturday. Yep. Is usually what happens, and so uh, that was like Wednesday, and so Wednesday night we did that. We every and that is what else is super cool about going up there is. When, cause somebody usually always shoots a deer. Oh yeah. You know, somebody usually does. And when, when somebody shoots a deer, everybody, everybody goes is gung ho, ready to go. 15 people excited. looking for that yeah. deer that night with you. And then the next day, I don't think we hunted that next morning. Cause usually we all get ready for Thanksgiving, like yeah. lunch and all that stuff. And then, then everybody's like itching for lunch to be everywhere. Yeah, so we, so we go sit. back and go hunting. But, um, then yeah, it was Thanksgiving that Thursday afternoon. Yep. I I heard, I seen a couple of bu- or does, and I heard a buck chasing a doe right at dark on the other ridge across mm-hmm. from me, like grunting up yeah. a storm, just chasing this doe up and down the ridge. And so I was like, all right, I'm in it. I've done seen a deer, shot it, couldn't find it. Don't know if it's alive or dead. Yep. Done. I heard a buck chasing a doe down through here. Seen does and stuff like that. I was like, I'm in it. Well, then the next morning, it was pissing rain. And on Black Friday, this is what always happens. On Black Friday, all the girls go shopping, go shopping in Johnson City, which is like an hour away. So we had the, the kids. So yeah. I was like, well, I'll just stay here and watch the kids while you go shopping. So Kayla did that. And when she got back at like lunchtime, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go sit because it had just quit raining. Yeah. And I wasn't up there for 40 minutes. And literally, it was like one thirty. Yeah. And that deer walked right off of that trail where that big bu- where that big rub was. Come off the ridge where the night before I had seen that buck or heard the buck chasing the doe. Walked right right down the trail right in front of me at five yards, and I shot him. But that, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's different there. Like here, it it would be so hard to get a deer to walk five yards from you sitting on the ground. Oh yeah. I mean, it would be. Yeah. I mean, it can happen. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I've had deer walk almost up to me yeah. sitting on the ground. But th- up there it's happens just, a lot. Yeah. You and Sisba got run over. Yeah, we did. y'all were dating. Yeah. had a spike I forgot about, about really that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Y'all were sitting on the ground. 
But yeah, that it's it's one of my favorite places to hunt, just because I think the deer camp vibe that we always used to have, which we don't get that as much now because you know with us all getting older and stuff, you know, half the time our you know our cousins and stuff that we used to hunt with, we don't get up there all around the same time. And a lot of times, like we'll go up, we don't get to go Tuesday through Saturday anymore. A lot of times, I'll go up you know two days and then have to do family with my wife, Thanksgiving with my wife's yeah. family and stuff. So it's a cut short well, a lot. Yeah, but, it's it's changed now. We don't get to hunt like that when we go up there anymore. But, that's why I'd love to start doing like a, a week long trip or a weekend trip okay. in the in October, yeah. And just during, going up there during muzzleloader. During muzzleloader, muzzle cool. that's one of my favorite times. To well, there. we used to do that too, yeah. Because farm, farm day, farm day, I had a family farm day, and it was first, always the first always, weekend of yeah. October, and it was always muzzleloader season. That was always fun. So, but it's definitely it's definitely a different ball game though, for sure. But that's so that's the four zones. And, and our hunting experience in them. And if you're looking into, like, ever coming out of state to North Carolina to hunt, which is like what we talked about in the first episode, you know, it's a great thing to do, and it's cheaper than most places probably. I mean, you can get – I think you can get an out-of-state tag for around 200 bucks. I don't even know if it's that much. Yeah, it might not be. You. I know Josh – I think it's like 180 because Josh, who – our cousin, he lives in South Carolina now, so when yeah. he comes up for Thanksgiving, he's got to buy that out-of-state tag. But huh. it's like 180 bucks. And for your same tags, we get six tags. Yeah. And so – and there is there is guide service. Yeah. Um, I know of um, some places down east that do they do guide service and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's probably some in the mountains. Yeah. So I mean, and and for I know I know that there's I know for a fact that there's uh, bear guide service. Yeah. There's deer guide service. There's duck guide service. There's hog do, uh, guide service because there's hogs down east and yeah. in the mountains too. Um, I mean, you can get. I mean, if you go online and Google North Carolina hunting guides, I'm yeah, sure pop up everywhere. Yeah. So, but like we like like North Carolina gets overlooked as a oh, state yeah. for the out for the outdoor side of stuff. But I, I really do believe like if I didn't live in North Carolina, it would. I don't know if like it something i'd want to do because i might not have heard of it but that's one thing i yeah. want to you know kind of spread the word about north carolina and get it on the map because I, well, I if think if it's you live let's say you lived in like tennessee or yeah, which or South tennessee would be I'd, I'd like to go hunt in tennessee yeah, me too. but but like virginia or south carolina yeah. or something like that and you're just wanting to try a different state yeah. or i mean you know whatever or if you're coming to visit here for some reason yeah. You know, visit family for a week and just yeah. say maybe that family owns a farm and you've always thought about hunting it or something yeah 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 it'd be it's it's a it's a really cool place to hunt i, I think and I, I love the four different zones because i mean it's there's not many states where you have the beach and then you have a piedmont zone like us rolling yeah. hills and then you got straight mountains i mean you got all of it in north all of yeah in, in one state and it's all different yeah hunting it yeah. really is different hunting which i'm sure there's states are like that because i know there's oh, yeah. other states have different zones and all yeah. that stuff but like you literally have three completely different uh, land. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what the word would be for, but you know, you got regions. Yeah, regions. There you go. You literally have a coastal region. Yeah. Which is the eastern, and then you have the central, which Piedmont, is the Piedmont. Rolling hills. Yep. And then you got the foothills and the mountains, which is the western yep. areas. I mean, and the, the other thing is that I think is crazy is the deer in the mountains body wise are huge. so much bigger huge. than the yeah. deer down here and the deer in the east are tiny are way smaller yeah. body body wise now than 
like either here in the central yeah. or in the mountains, obviously, because mountains are yeah. bigger than here. I mean, you can kill a, a mature buck in central zone and it weigh 160 to 180 pounds. pounds. Yeah. So you kill one in the mountains, you push him 240. 200. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Heck, yeah, when I killed that spike that first time, I was like, oh, my That's gosh, huge. I think it weighed like 150 pounds. Yeah, as a spike. You kill a spike here, it's, it's 100. going 100, exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. So, yeah, so the deer, deer are definitely different sizes like throughout the whole state, which is crazy to think about. I think it's just they're with how different the geography the regions are yeah 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 the, the food sources and stuff like that so for sure definitely for sure. crazy but like let's see this is so me and bradley we have both hunted uh collectively over every single region in north carolina and so if you are have a chance to come hunt bring a mobile setup of some sort yeah. a climbing stand a, a saddle a saddle whatever however anything you. like that and Find you a tree, or find you an oak tree, yeah. you know, and you're going to probably have a pretty good shot at, oh, yeah. at seeing a deer. I'm not yeah. going to say it's shooting a monster buck or nothing like that. Obviously, it's not that easy. Yeah. Most everybody knows that. But if you have a climber or, you know, any kind of mobile setup, bring that, climb you near an oak tree that's dropping yeah. acorns. Or something like that, or a food source of some sort. Yeah, let's put it like that—a food source of some sort—and uh, you, you, you'll have a pretty good shot at seeing oh, yeah. a deer, just because the population. And the thing so with big. having a mobile setup too is, you know, we do this a lot, even with having our you know small spots or wherever we hunt. You sit, you climb in a tree, and you hunt, and you see deer. 60 70 yards mm-hmm. and you know with that mobile setup the next yep. day you're like okay i know i need to move, I need to move, move that there. way yep. you know and yep. that's that's a, a critical piece not just for north carolina but for I anywhere. Hunting anywhere. Anywhere. anywhere 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 that you're gonna be hunting out of a stand exactly I mean, if you're out in the west mule deer hunting you don't yeah. need that type of stuff yeah. because you're on the move anyways but when you're going mobile setups are and you know i'm i can't climb a climber very effectively and stuff like that but what i like i mean just a lot of times like ground hunting is mm-hmm. my thing and i've kind of found methods you know of taking like a little uh, burlap yeah, yeah, yeah. Type stuff to just make a mobile blind almost yeah yeah and a blind too yeah is another blind, great thing yeah. um but, but yeah yeah yeah. i mean if you, like i said though if you're if you are interested in hunting north carolina just to give you something different a there are big deer here yeah. b there's a ton of there's deer. a ton of deer here mm-hmm. you c you get six tags yeah <laughs> Six tags. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, two of those can be bucks, or you can kill six does, you yeah. know. So, I mean, you could— That's, that's one of the you, craziest things if, about North Carolina. If you could take a week and go—even the Jordan game lands, yeah. I guarantee you, if you would take one week, it might not be a big buck in it or anything like that, but I guarantee you, you would fill your cooler up Oh yeah, with at least one deer in a week. To be able to go home because I know for a fact that there's other places that it's not that easy. Yeah, no, definitely. So, and that that's one thing. Like that's one reason why we wanted to do this episode just to to explain that and and yeah. kind of get that out there for people that don't know anything about deer hunting in North Carolina or maybe even deer hunting in general. You know, this is a great yeah. place to start. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If, for the new hunter, that's one reason why I got into it so quick growing up is because the amount of deer that we were seeing. Yeah. I mean, if you go take a kid hunting for and first seven sits, he doesn't see anything. He isn't going to want to continue to Yeah, hunt. you're exactly right. But like here in North Carolina, last year there was one hunt that I didn't see deer. 
in the central zone. I was just about to tell you, dude, I hunted probably. Oh, I bet you I hunted probably 30, 40 times last year. Yeah. And I don't remember if I got a skunk. Yeah. I'll know that one morning that I hunted with you during muzzleloader. Yeah. We didn't get skunked, though, because there was a deer. You told me. I think there's a deer in the corn pile. And we checked the camera when we were leaving. Yep. There was a deer, deer in the, in the corn, corn pile. That's true. Right before, right before, right before you could really yeah. see him. That is but true. You could see it enough yeah. to know it was there. Yep. So and you, then, you can't really count that. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think that was the only time yeah. that, like, during daylight, during legal shooting that light, you didn't see a deer. that I did not see a deer. Yeah. So, I mean, we may have sounded all over the place on this episode talking about yeah, hunting yeah. North Carolina, but I think we kind of hit our point to, you know, just it's a really cool state to hunt. And there's, you know, three different geographical regions to hunt yeah. in North Carolina, and it's all different. I mean, you could spend years hunting North Carolina and never mm-hmm. hunt the same terrain. Yeah, And exactly. so it, it's a really cool place, and not just with deer hunting. Deer, like, the hunting yeah. in general here is, is just excellent. And it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's and one and of the biggest bear hunting yeah. um, places on the East Coast, I know for a fact. Yeah. Um, and, I, heck, I think, I think the biggest black bear was killed here. Was killed in eastern North Carolina. Probably so. Like, only a couple years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So, for an outdoorsman, and as we get into this even deeper and we start talking, we get onto some fishing topics. I mean, North Carolina yeah. is an excellent fishing excellent state. Excellent for fishing. Def- I mean, bass fishing, you can find bass fishing just about anywhere you go, but we got some excellent bass fishing. Excellent. And then yep. saltwater fishing, in my opinion, we have some of the best saltwater fishing on yep. the East Coast, outside of Florida. Um, um, but I mean, the duck hunting is pretty big down east yeah um real big yeah uh you know rabbit hunting's big around here turkey hunting is turkey hunting has stepped up and has become pretty big around here um i mean (laughs) you can literally come here and and dove hunting like open saturday i mean it's a great place to dove hunt oh and everybody everybody does it usually the only one thing that we don't have much of anymore is upland game birds we used to be full of quail it used to be a great quail hunting state but not much anymore you can still find them every once in a while but that's really and there's a few grouse up in the the mountains you can get some grouse but it's that's about one of the only things that i would say it's it's not if you're going up on the game hunting you probably want to go out midwest yeah (laughs) yep exactly but But that that was basically the 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 point of this podcast today is kind of just explain to you how great of an outdoors state North, North Carolina, Carolina actually is. Cause like yeah. Bradley said, it, it kind of, it flies under the radar a lot. I mean, yeah. you, I don't think I've, I'm, I've seen some fishing shows out of North Carolina and you may be a hunting show. Like the final draw. Yeah. Final draws out of North Carolina. For I mean, they're from yeah. Alamance, but other than which that, is cool. Other <laughs> you know, than but, that, it's just, you don't see it on TV. You don't hear about it. Yeah, not just, much. And it, you might hear about it here and there, but yeah. not much. And I'm sure there's a lot of other states out there that are the same way. Oh yeah. But that's oh, yeah. one thing. As an outdoorsman, I would love to see North Carolina, you know, get, gain some ground and and people start. Not that I want everybody to kill my deer, but yeah. <laughs> I, I would like people to experience what we experience year in and year it, it, out. Yeah, there you go. And that's it, probably it, the best thing to it's, say about it. It's a great state to you know get into hunting, and that's one reason why we started this podcast was to yep. help people get into hunting. I mean, that's one of my biggest things. For a lot of people in the industry, you know, you want hunting to grow, hunting and fishing, mm-hmm. and so just kind of sharing where what North Carolina's like, I think, is a big thing. What, what it's got to bring to the plate yep. and stuff like that. So. Now let's conclude that we're you know kind of talk about the hunting side. We're going to get into the faith side of it real quick. And so I got I got a couple of verses this week that I wanted to share and uh, kind of just I'm I've still just been on this topic of of God's calling. I know we kind of talked about that 
about every time, but I just feel like when you're first starting, say, a Bible study or something, you know, you want to hit those topics that, that really just hit home. And so, like, this week, I got Matthew 28, 18, uh, 18, not 18 through 28. I don't know what that, uh, 27 <laughs> and 28. So, Matthew 28, 27 and 28. So, it's the, if you know the Bible, it's the Great Commission, and it's where God calls us. And the verse says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority on earth and in heaven has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And I just, I think that's a great verse, you know, just for anybody, because as a believer, this is definitely towards believers. So if you don't believe in Jesus, this verse isn't really going to apply or really, you're not going to really understand what it's saying. But as a believer, um, God has called every single one of us to just go out and make disciples. And if you, disciples, um, I think I have that definition. Maybe don't have that definition. But it's basically just a follower. And so we're making disciples. That's what Jesus did when he was here on earth is he made disciples. He had 12 disciples. And what he did is he trained those disciples to go out. And so when he left, those disciples went out and carried, you know, the name of Jesus to the end of the earth. And that's our job. And we can't do it alone. So that's why he, this verse is in here because it's like a domino effect. You know, you you come to know Jesus, and then you go out, and you start spreading the name and love of Jesus to everybody else, and you train them up, and then they go out, and before you know it, everybody's going to hear the name of Jesus, which is just, I think that was just a, just a really cool verse to share. But even over and above that, like, that's our, our verse as Christians. But my favorite verse probably in the, in the Bible is Ephesians 2.10, which says we have become his, this is the, the, the passion translation, so... But it says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. And it just, I mean, that right there just speaks to believers and non-believers that you were created by Jesus and that he created you for a specific purpose. Whether it would was, you know, being a plumber or being in my case, a tub repairman, or being a stay-at-home mom, or even being a missionary overseas, Mm -hmm. that God created us with this predestined purpose that he wanted us to fulfill. And to relate this back to the first verse, in in doing so, like our our main calling through no matter what we are doing, our pre, you know, whether it be fixing bathtubs or being a plumber, you know, our main is to go out and make disciples. And so that's just kind of what I have wrote down on this. But, I mean, you could pick these verses apart. And, you know, you go back to the first one, like one of my favorite parts of the Great Commission is, and behold, I'm with you to the end of the age. Just that Jesus is always going to be with you, no matter what, no matter what you're doing. And, and being a believer, that we're not doing this alone. And so sharing the love of Jesus and, and the gospel, we have the Holy Spirit with us each and every day. So that's kind of what I got on that. But. Well, what I can say onto that is um, when I started the hunt with Jesus page back, I don't know, it's been quite a few years now. It's been like five years, something like that. Anyways, I was really struggling with what my... What's your purpose? Yeah, my purpose and my calling was... I struggle with that all the time. Yeah, and Still to this day. Oh, yeah, and all that. And I I can remember... I remember the day that Jesus laid it on my heart because I I remember we were sitting in church and uh, Biggers was preaching and... I I've been struggling really hard because you know I love to hunt and I love to fish, and so I was struggling. I was like, man, you know, for God to make me love that 
that much. Like I was almost struggling with that. I was going too far. I loved it too much. Not necessarily idled it, but at the same time, like I was like, I was at a point, I was like, I like, I, I really like to do this stuff. There's got to be a reason God gave me these passions to do this stuff. And it popped in my head. I was like, I need to use those. Yeah. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna love them that much, yeah. and have a passion for them that much, I need to use them yeah. to spread the word. And so I was I was sat now sitting there that whole service, and I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it, and I know I remember there were several other North Carolina hunting pages on Facebook, and they were so like they were good pages, but they had turned to where Everybody was bashing everybody, which there's a lot of pages that are still yeah. like that. And I mean, that's part of it, you know. Yeah. When you're working with people, it's hard. Thing exactly. To <laughs> and so, you know, you had all this bashing back and forth. I mean, you had the good in it, too. Yeah. But I was like, man, like nobody is like a lot of people aren't even getting good. Like somebody would ask a question in there and they get bombarded by like, you're dumb for even asking yeah. that. And I'm like, obviously, they don't know the answer if they're yeah. asking that question. But anyways. So I was like, how can I tie this stuff in and make it good? I want to make Facebook have a good place, yeah. you know, because and all that. And then it just hit me. I was like, I need to make a hunting page about Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, what should I call it? Hunting with Jesus. Boom. Like it literally was yeah. all in one service of me sitting at church. All this popped yeah. in my head. Like God laid it on my heart and all that stuff. And what I'm getting at is... You know, you think about what you're calling. So, take what you like to do. Yeah. Whether but, it whether it be building yeah. furniture. Yeah. Whether it's working on cars. Anything. Anything. And God a, gives you these passions for a reason to use them to benefit Him. Yeah. And that's what it was so hard for me to understand at first. And but once I understood that, I was like, okay. Yeah. God, it says in the Bible that God gives you the desires of your hearts, and you can. Tr- interpret that verse a ton of different ways but one way that i like to interpret that verse and this could be wrong right or wrong i'm not a theologian but this is kind of what god has just spoke to me that he gives me my passions and desires he knows me as a person he created me and he gives me my passions and desires so my passion to be an outdoorsman he, he gave me that desire and why did he give you that desire i mean it's to glorify him exactly and that you have to get to the exactly. point it's not and when i when it says you know god called you i'm like in that verse, he he predestined you. It's not necessarily to be a plumber. You know that's yeah. your day job. But that like your God's calling on your life could be doing a hunt with Jesus page and this podcast that we started exactly. for the same exact same reason. exact reason. That's you know, what I was we wanted, to get at. We wanted to incorporate yeah. Jesus with the outdoors, and this is another way to do that. And so we're kind of just you know continuing the hunt with Jesus page mm-hmm. into a podcast. You know, it's yeah. a little, little different. But so it's just that's what life is about, and finding what your what your passion because like. We can reach outdoorsmen because we're outdoorsmen. And me and you, like, we could sit and talk to anybody. Like, I can meet somebody brand new, and if you bring up hunting or fishing, I will talk to you for hours. But -hmm. if you bring up fast cars. You're you're actually a shy person. Yeah, I am. You really are a shy person. But, like, my friends used to make fun of me because, like, I remember there was one time we were in snowboarding in Boone, and this dude sat down and started showing me trout pictures. And I literally talked to that dude for 45 minutes while they were still finishing (laughs) snowboarding. And they come down, they were like, you will talk to anybody about fishing. I was like. Yeah, it's my passion. Yeah, I love exactly. it. And so, but, and we have that reach. Like, we can reach those people because mm-hmm. of our passions. And, but if you were to come up to me and start talking about a V8 engine and a Mustang, I'm like, 
I mean, I know cars a little bit because I worked on motors yeah. for a little while, but it's like, I don't care about souping up a Mustang. It's yeah. just like, so yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. talk so much about it. And so that's why God gives us these passions and desires. And he, he's, you know, pre, he pl- planned this for purpose so we can reach people that, you know, a car guy can't reach. Or, exactly. And they can reach people that exactly. we can't reach. And that's what it's about. And that's, that's exactly that's why everybody to, yeah. is different. Yep. And that's exactly where I wanted to go with this verse too. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was kind of struggling there at first. Like, yeah, I, I had all this wrote down, but I knew God works in crazy ways though. And I'm, that's why we talk. That's why we sit here down and talk. But you know, we have these passions and then our purpose in that is the Matthew verse, the great commission yeah, exactly. to reach people, to make disciples mm-hmm. and, and spread the name of Jesus. And that's again, you know, basically to sum that whole yeah. thing up is, you're anointed to make disciples. That's yeah. literally your— As a Christian. Yeah, exactly. As a Christian, that's your purpose, is to make disciples, to lead people to God, whether that be talking to them, yeah. your actions, whatever it is. And the things that he has blessed you with, whether it be your job, yeah. your church family, your who you sit beside at a restaurant, your passions. You go to the lake to go fishing, and you talk to a guy. Each one of those things was predestined. He, yeah. It's what the Ephesians verse talks about. Yeah. And he knew that you were going to run into that person and talk to that person. That, But that's why he gave you those passions so you could yeah. run into that person and talk to them. Even if they know Jesus and are yeah. a bigger Christian than you, it's still, that's the whole purpose of yeah, everything. It's just, I mean, it's awesome. And that's so... And so, uh, over and above this, now this, what we kind of talked about right here was, you know, as a Christian, is basically as a Christian, yeah. if you don't know Jesus, God still has a plan for your life. Exactly. And He still has a purpose for your life, and He is calling you right now. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I could sit here and give you an invitation on this, but we have an email address, and if you want to learn more about Jesus and who He is and what He's done for you and what He will do for you, you know, shoot us an email. Just write us a comment on Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, whatever it may be, and yeah. we both of us will be willing to talk to you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so that verse isn't just for Christians. Oh, because, it's not. It's because not. No. you could do this. You could be the guy that's on the other side of yeah. this, and if you don't know Jesus, you could be the disciple that we're actually yeah. reaching. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. you might not be the disciple yet. Yeah. But you obviously just listened to us talk about yeah. all the hunting and fishing, and then for some reason you stayed tuned yeah. to listen to this little speaking about uh about god and you know he's probably talking to you right now saying hey you might you you need to find out a little bit more about you know that's you exactly yeah (laughs) we're here and that that's what we're doing this for i mean it's it's to just reach people and talk about jesus and talk about hunting and fishing because that's that's what we love to do so but that's all we got that's all i got yep so well yeah uh you want me to wrap up with prayer yeah go for it all right Dear God, uh, I want to come to you today, and uh, again, just thank you for this podcast, Lord, and just thank you for giving us a platform to be able to uh, use our, um, you know, our loves that you've given us of of hunting and fishing to be able to reach people and to disciple people, Lord. Just uh, thank you for Bradley willing to do this and following you and and each of us, you know, following our heart um, to be able to, to reach more people, God. You know, because that's the ultimate purpose of this is is to is to reach more people, and uh, we just want to pray for this country, Lord. Um, I just want to pray that uh, that that people turn to you 
and all this mess that's going on, Lord, and that um, people know that you're that you're coming back soon, and uh, they're running out of time, and just uh, we love you, God, and we just thank you every day for for every breath that we take, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening this week. We will holler at you next week.